to enter the elf tree. Hi there, everybody. Hi there, everybody. I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And it's our GD birthday today. It is. It is our GD birthday. GD, my fucking birthday. <laughs> yeah, uh, we hit week uh, week 52. 52. Welcome to episode 52. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we will stop counting from this point forward, I'm sure. I don't know. At this Until point, we it kind of like doesn't 75. really... 75. Yeah, at this point, it doesn't really matter because we've always been hitting these little milestones like... Little ones, right. Yeah, like we hit 30, we hit 40, we hit 50, now... It's 52. We've officially hit the year, and now right. we can uh, kind of... Right. For those of you that are just tuning into the show, we've got a, a special treat for you. Um, you can go back and listen to a year's worth of shows now from this point. Yeah, the Omnicord's back uh, <laughs> from this point forward. Um, and and you could probably listen to two episodes in a given week. You kind of get to, get to double up. Yeah. Listen to the newest episode and then go back to the beginning, kind of work your way... Through the double years. So we got to, uh, yeah, we're doing the show literally the day after the Blood Moon. Yes, which I didn't get to see a whole lot of. Um, I, I From my apartment, um, the most of the rising of it was kind of behind all this haze and clouds and stuff yeah. like that. I saw it for a little bit as it was getting to the, the very center of the eclipse. And then uh, it went behind some more clouds and haze and stuff like that. It was all kind of blocked off for me. Yeah, it was pretty unfortunate. For anyone who was trying to take pictures, uh, it was ruined because of the cloud coverage. Because of, of smog and, smog and pollution and, yeah. and I, stuff. I haven't looked around yet on the internet for any really high-res, beautiful pictures of it. I've seen some posts, but I haven't like done my own like investigating on oh that's a badass blood moon you know there was a there was a cool picture that um that snarknado tweeted at us that uh, somebody took from dallas actually it was kind of a a time-lapse photo and you you see the dallas skyline and then it's just the many different phases of the blood moon eclipse that's cool throughout however long that was two and a half hours or Whatever. Nice. It was a yeah, it was a great little great little image. How many moons were there? Like how many little moons did they take a picture um, of? Them? Ten to ten to fourteen, I would say. You know, there was there was at least a dozen up there, I would say. You know, I mean it, it gave a good a good overview of the, the the stages of the blood moon eclipse. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um I can't wait, you know, Crow. We all know Crow. From- we know Crow. Uh C double R O W is it seven 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 or just one I think seven? it's I thought there were multiple sevens. I don't but even there know. There might just be one seven. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can Google them on uh, well, Yahoo. Well, it'll, it'll be in the show notes. YouTube. If, if we, as the the semi unprepared hosts that we've demonstrated ourselves to be over fifty two <laughs> weeks, huh. um, are to you know, we just take take the the meaning of what we're saying and then go check the show notes. We will yeah, definitely I mean, put proper spellings and yeah, shit in the show. Like notes. sometimes in the in the heat of the moment, you forget someone's exact handle but yeah if yeah. you're you know I, if you're not familiar for show notes i'm just gonna just interject real oh, quick yeah. tap on the uh go to your podcast app tap on the uh the cover it'll spin around and those are all of our show notes we've yes. got links in there supporting everything that we're talking about you can go and kind of read along the articles with us yeah and if there's something we say that's false in this because we're we're trying to figure shit out here as we Please. Uh, read these articles too so if there's something we're reading 
that or we something we say like shoot us information because we're we'd love to read whatever articles you come across. We want to be giving you guys the most pertinent information. Exactly. Correctly. I mean, well, we're trying to you know take the veil off of what kind of world we live in, and you know, doing this together in a very safe environment is the best way to do it. You know, exactly. Podcast land. Boop. <laughs> So uh, he's on YouTube. You can go to his YouTube channel, but he's got a bunch of really fascinating videos. He does. Um, he's constantly filming the moon. He's filming chemtrail planes. Like he's yeah. finding, he's literally uh, filming these cloaked planes. It's unbelievable stuff, man. It's, it's, it's fascinating information. It's not mm-hmm. a very visually fascinating medium or, or, right. or, or, you know, cause I mean, a lot of the information he's giving, um, he'll film the moon and it's pretty much a static shot of the moon. He'll, you know, a lot of he, the stuff that I've seen has been through his telescope. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's all kind of still shots on the moon or zoomed in still shots on the moon or he's following a, 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 an airplane leaving a chemtrail or yeah. something like that which is a lot of blue sky yeah. and this tiny little plane then he does a really good job keeping in the center of the frame so it's almost like there's very little motion going yeah. on so it's not a very visually gripping uh, right. video series that he does but the information you have to sit there and pay attention and, and listen to him tell you what his his interpretation of what's actually going on yeah. on the screen is and it's 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 incredibly it's incredibly educational well it's a, it's compelling because we're talking about a guy who has literally dedicated financially himself to buying the gear so he can film the things that most of us don't even really pay attention to or pay attention um, on you know like He's literally one of the latest videos he put up was a chemtrail plane because a lot of times people go, no, that's just ice crystals that build up from the exhaust of the uh, airplane engines and all this shit. Right. Which is true. It, uh, planes do do that. But what he's filming is clear breaks and rainbow-colored substances, sprays, aerosols, whatever's coming out of these planes. Wow. It's creating these multicolored um, rainbows just kind of in the actual chemical and, you know, Whatever the science is behind that, there's something in it that's creating. I don't know if if normal plane, uh, what is that called? Uh, there's a name for it. And I'm exhaust. It. No, but there's a name for it. Oh god, fuck. Yes, that exhaust. Like when you see the ice crystal plume of a natural yeah. like condensation. Right, right, right. It's not condensation. Uh, it is condensation. Is it condensation? I mean, it's a, that's that's what it is. It'd be water vapor. Yeah. You know, supposedly. I mean, that's what, that's what we're yeah. always told is are those those uh, chemtrails, the contrails, or right. whatever whatever you call them. I don't know. I don't know what the proper. And which you know, arguably there could be some sort of um, pollution in the sky, just naturally from you know the carbon emissions that are coming out of our vehicles and factories. Yeah. That could be causing that effect over that specific layer. But he does show, and he's filming and taking pictures <sighs> of these clear breaks in yeah. the in the trail. So it's like, all right, well, if that is supposed to be constant, why did it stop right there? There's something ca- causing that interruption, and it is deliberate. It, it it would appear to be deliberate. Yeah, well, you um, see where the aerosols run out, and then they apparently he's just been filming them. He's fascinated with how they're able to cloak them. Yeah. He can film a normal commercial airliner, uh-huh. but then these planes specifically, they always have these weird orbs around them, uh-huh. and then they're always camouflaged, and he's... Just filming the plane, and it looks nearly camouflaged. It's insane, dude. That's really weird. They're big planes. They're not small. We'll share a couple links on on the the show notes to some of the most the the more interesting videos. It's worth looking at. The lunar wave is a good one for me. Like when I was seeing these things, it's kind of like, man, I am literally watching. 
a static wave almost, yeah. kind of like you you'd see on an old analog TV. And mm-hmm. and he's explaining to me these things, and I'm 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 watching it. I am literally watching it happen. <coughs> and it's um it's it's a question. It is a, I just is a appreciate people who are um, sure. yeah I'm, I'm I appreciate people who are literally dedicating themselves financially to these endeavors just to see and then get other people's research from around the world yeah because you know yeah. some of the things that he's claiming is pr- are, are pretty bold you know such as we are being basically chemicalized you know yeah. people are spraying chemicals down that are raining right. down on us and other people's I mean, crops and stuff you hear about chemical warfare when it mm-hmm. relates to to you know people in the middle east and and all that kind of stuff but i mean that shit's going on right now it's going on above us i mean you know you you've got an article that you were talking about uh, gmos and monsanto well i mean speaking like of that. chemical warfare like there's people that are doing that on f- people's farms. Like they'll drive through the Midwest with these trucks that will have GMO seeds in them and they'll have the tops off to where whatever, like if you're an organic farm and you get any percentage of these GMO seeds and someone comes out, tests your land, they find it, yeah. they can take you to court and own you basically. Because right. they're, they're run by the biggest corporations on the planet. It's true. So it's interesting to think, yeah, what if someone just... Sprayed up in the air above all these farmlands just to force everyone under this. Uh, it would literally consume, not consume, but it would um, pollute everyone's farm. If you it had would. an organic farm, you have to basically be, be indoors now, you know, if you think about it. Um, you, you have to find ways to keep something that's, that's very open, very public uh, in terms of, you know, massive fields of crops. Uh, you've got to keep it protected, and you can't keep anything protected if it's open in the open air yeah. like that. I mean, you can't just like you can't protect it from the rain that you would want. You can't protect it from the air and chemicals and and moisture and precipitation and all that kind of stuff that you don't want. Well, yeah, we're. I mean, that's why labs are completely sterilized. Well, mm-hmm. the good ones that are wow. trying to actually do real research. Yeah. They'll sterilize everything's sterilized. So you have to think about it that way even in organic farming. It's like, yeah, how do you do organic farming outdoors? There's going to be all sorts of shit getting in your food and yeah. still landing on it if you really think about it. Um, it's, it's acid true. rain is something we learned as children. What yes. was acid rain? <laughs> you know, Emilio so. Estevez taught me what acid rain was. I watched. I remember yeah. watching this video on uh, on Disney Channel once. And Emilio, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> this is like in the heart of, of D two Mighty Ducks. Like it was. It was coming out, and he was there with his slightly long hair. It was he wearing a letter jacket? No, he was wearing a, a, a like a, a black wool kind of coat thing, and uh, and he's standing there under an umbrella, and he's talking about acid rain, and there's rain pouring around down around him, and I'm like acid five or six rain. years old, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, dude, Emilio, be careful, Coach Bombay. Yeah, you know, we can't I mean, lose you. He's, he's acid rain, dude. Be careful. And then yeah. I I don't remember hearing anything more about acid rain the rest of my life. I don't know. Went why. away pretty quick, man. It did. It did, and and you know why it went away pretty quickly is because there are probably people who don't want everybody looking into the the content of the rain that's coming down on us. I mean, in theory, rain should be one of the purest forms of water that fall on our planet, mm-hmm. and I bet you could test. I mean, nobody go outside and stick your glass out there, fill it up, and take a chug of rainwater. Right. You just wouldn't do that anymore. Why? I mean, unless because you're like everybody, out- everybody feels that way. Everybody yeah. knows that this water is contaminated. So why are we not addressing the fact right. that it's contaminated? It's coming out of the sky. So we literally have contaminated water coming down the sky. People bitch about contaminated water coming out of their shower head. Yeah. You know, I mean. It's all milky white. <sighs> milky white. 
Mm, you gotta love that. That's gross. <laughs> um, dude, I came across this article though uh, from a website called naturalsociety.com, but it was t- it just grabbed me because all articles like this grab me. Speaking of uh, pollution and things like that, and crops and things. Um, but the article is titled, PhD says Monsanto has been lying about safety of cry proteins in GMBT crops and how GMOs could be triggering allergies. So the article is written by this <laughs> chick named Christina Sarich. Okay. Uh, came out, I, what's today, the 28th? Came out yesterday. Is it the 28th? Yeah, it's the 28th. So. I think yeah. it is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what day is today? What day? So her article says, um, in a recent interview on foods... Food Sleuth Radio. Is that right? S-L-E-U-T-H? Yeah, yeah, Sleuth. Yeah, Sleuth, that's yeah. such a weird word. Yeah, Sleuth. Yeah, Sleuth. In a recent interview on Food Sleuth Radio, Dr. Hansen exposes Monsanto's latest contrivance. Who's Dr. Hansen? Uh, dude, I had to look this guy up. It was ridiculous because they have his name spelled wrong in this article. They have it. Oh. Yeah, Han, S-E-N, but it's actually Hansen like the band. But I oh, found. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man, they were so good. Yes, they... I mean, they still yeah. are. They still are. I don't know what the most recent handsome music I've listened to, but I, I do... I mean, they're, they're a band that I feel are respectable. Yeah. You know, respectable groups. Like, a lot of people really respect people like Sarah Bareilles mm-hmm. and things like that. They're like musicians, musicians. I feel like, I feel like Hanson's, you know, they're not, they're not boy band bullshit. Oh, that, no. That dude, I think they, they were yeah. trying... That, that people tried to hype them into back mm-hmm. in, you know, the, the 90s with Mbop and all that. Well, their um, music was... It obliterated people's minds because they were so young when they were making it, and it was their music. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they play all of their instruments, and they they are musicians making this music. They're not artists. They're 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 not performers. Yeah. They get get fed everything, and they just regurgitate <laughs> it all mm. over the place. I um, sorry. Yeah. So so, but the you think this gentleman's related to the Hanson brothers? I see. He is related see. to the Hansons. Yeah. No, no. This is this is uh, this is <laughs> yeah. the the older older brother JD Hanson. Yes. No, he's actually the uh, his name is JD J A Y D E E Hanson, like the band. Uh, he's the senior policy analyst at the Center for Food Safety, which uh, I you know what does that even mean? Uh, you gotta kind of like. That's the unfortunate side of some of this website stuff when you read articles. You have to kind of cross-reference, like, who's this guy? Why is his opinion important about yeah. who? who is he going to tell me about Monsanto? And is he a right. liar? Is he being truthful? Well, that's, you know what? Martin said the same thing to, to me yesterday about uh, about the three movie ghost shows. It, he's fascinated with directors and movies and everything like that to the point that he wants to go and kind of do some cross-referencing of these. You yeah. know, the director, when did he come up with this concept of the idea or the, uh, excuse me, the writer? You know, what was the political climate? What was his situation? I mean, J.K. Rowling probably wouldn't have written Harry Potter had she not been in kind of dire straits at the yeah. time that she was when she came up with the, the, the book series. So it's always it's always the more responsible thing to go and look up who's being talked about. I mean, we would think that this this article is still referencing a guy named Hansen instead yeah. of Hanson. Well, I mean, that's the thing. That's that's you why know. I like reading articles and even sometimes it's frustrating cross-referencing things. Like yeah. today I was a little frustrated on this one. For one, the internet was killing me. <laughs> but the other thing was uh, just because you realize like it's important personally, like for me it is to like know that if I'm reading an article, taking it in to my mm-hmm. consciousness as real, potentially just more good information that I'm supposed to carry forward and at least use to yeah. my, ben- you know, you want to like learn things in life and put those tools in your tool belt and then 
continue forward better than you were yesterday, right? You would hope. So that's the hope in these articles is reading it. But the Center for Food Safety, um, they are a U.S. environmental nonprofit organization. They are based in Washington, D.C. And that's so that's, this, a, that's a little red flag for me. That's but, where this Hansen guy. Yeah. Yeah, yep. but you were saying earlier that, that the this center, I mean, they're kind of, I don't know if you'd describe them as a watchdog organization, but I mean, they're there to Only because D.C. is like, a, it. it's its own country. It's not in the well, U.S. right, you right. Know? You know, but I mean, sometimes you have to tab. On paper. <laughs> really? On paper, it's its own country. Yes. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's mind-blowing, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, you just, you, you got to be in the lion's den if you're going to be kind of watching over the lions a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, or in, so, uh, or if you doing... want to be eaten, you know, because lions do eat. They feast. Yeah, but I mean, you can't, you can't. You can't oversee and and kind of pay attention to food policies being made from outside the the arena in which right. those food policies are being made. You have to be there, you right? Know? So yeah. so that's that's there, my only my only reasoning there. Yeah. So I was like kind of looking into this. So I was like, they have an office in San Francisco, but the uh, the executive director is Andrew Kimbrell. He's an attorney, but their stated mission is to protect human health and the environment, focusing on artificial food production technologies such as genetically modified plants and organisms (GMOs). They were founded in '97. So I saw that and I was like, all right, well. They're, they seem pretty legit, and one of the I started scrolling through their page. Like, yeah. well, what's more about the Center for Food and Safety? You know, yeah. are they legit? Are these yeah. people? So I looked under their criticisms of the CFS, and they have been criticized by an anti-activist website called Activist Facts, which they criticized Kimbrell and the CFS um, of receiving extremely large sums of money from the Foundation for Deep Ecology, um, and being the high priest of that movement. So they what claim. Does that mean? Well, Kimbra's the uh, he's an individual. He's the head of the Center for yeah, Food Safety, right? Exactly. Okay, it's anti-activist website. Activist Facts has criticized Kimbrel and the CFS and accused them of receiving extremely large sums of money from the Foundation for Deep Ecology and being the high priest of that movement. Okay, so so, so activist facts. Activist facts is accusing the Center for Food Safety yes. of r- receiving bribes money essentially yes. by by uh, a natural organization one that's going to be you know uh, to to conservationist organization that's exactly. saying hey you need to say this about the the food industry because this and this and this and they'll, it'll help save the whales or what yeah it's the you found- know those are the kinds of things that they're being accused of right exactly okay so the foundation for deep ecology okay uh, i started digging into that i was like well what is that like what why would they like would the CFS, should they be getting funds from them? You know, who's criticizing them? First of all, I started well, looking yeah, into I was that. Say, who's criticizing them? Who the fuck is well, Activist Facts? I went to their site and I looked them up. It says about us. The site was created by the Center for Organizational Research and Education, which is called CORE. Center for Organizational Research yes. and Education. Okay. So I looked them up and they're no longer called that, or I guess they used, they are called that now, but they used to be called the Center for Consumer Freedom, CCF. No, I think that's what they're called now. Oh, I think that would. You, then, wicked- but why on their website would they stay? Would they stay Center for Organizational Research and Education? Wikipedia is run by people, run by users, run. Right. It's not even run by, but it's it's edited by users. So I would honestly, I would think that the name of that organization is probably more accurate on Wikipedia than on their own web page because yeah. there are some corporations whose web pages haven't changed since 2010. Okay, so what's fun about this one, Ian, is activist facts. So activist facts would be the people who are like, 
here's what an activist is actually saying. They're yeah. the ones trying to build the notoriety of being who's going to uh, officiate what an activist, I guess, is standing behind. Activist facts. Okay, so, so they're, 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 they would be pushing themselves to be a credible organization or a credible source of of activist facts. I mean, you know, if you want to become an activist or be on, you have your finger on the pulse of, of activism. Yes. Um, you, they, they, w- they would want you to go to a, a website like theirs. Exactly. So they have analyzed scores of media clippings, official statements, and government documents to create this database. So uh, I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> I guess they just kind of go around the web and gather information on certain topics. Okay, right, yeah. And create a database of whoever's protesting yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, kind of like a BuzzFeed maybe, or, you know, with those those sites that go and they kind of cull from everywhere and they pull these things yeah. that are related to certain topics. So oh. maybe this one, they've got activist yeah, they say keywords that, uh, and shit. The organizations we track on the site are tax-exempt nonprofits, many of which engage in anti-consumer activism. Many are linked by personnel, history, and finances. These groups promote false science, scare campaigns, and sometimes even violent direct actions to threaten our right to choose certain products. Now, this is on Activist Facts. Yes. Web page, okay. So they're tracking people who are going against the system is what I'm okay, picking Okay, I mean, up. that sounds right. I mean, that sounds... That sounds- Sounds noble, right? So who owns Activist Facts? Right. Center for Consumer Freedom. That's who does. No, 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 Joe. You can't be asking these kinds of questions. Ian, why not? You gotta, you gotta keep it down, bro. You just gotta, you gotta pay attention to the (laughs) things that we want you to pay attention to. You've got to take my cock. (laughs) Um, Formerly the Guest Choice Network. In well. The Center for Consumer Freedom, CCF, formerly the Guest Choice Network, is an American nonprofit entity founded by Richard Berman that lobbies on behalf of the fast food, meat, alcohol, and tobacco industry. No way. Yeah, dude. So so this website that is claiming to be going up against people who are anti-system. Yes. Against consumers and against Well, they're coming up against the Center for Food Safety. For some of the right. things they're doing. But this website is run by people who, as far as our understanding is concerned, are here to keep us sick, keep us buying their shit, and, and run the world. I mean, that's just, that's, that is some of the most ridiculous stuff I've I ever mean. heard. I mean, how, how, not how, because I know how. People, the people who are at the heads of these snakes are not concerned with it. They're not concerned with morals and ethics, like Mr. Mr. Hansen. No, they're concerned about like, the next like house Mr. they're going to buy. The next house they're going to buy? The next right. house their assistant is going to buy. For them. For them. Yes, right, yes. exactly. All the <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, dude, it blows my mind. Like, coming across this and then kind of just trying to read an article and go, okay, well, who's Dr. Hansen? And it takes you down all these different roads. Sorry, that, oh, that yeah, took us a little he, while to yeah, get there. I was going to say, what did he even say? What was he even talking about? So basically, I was trying to find out who J.D. Hansen was and if he was legit, if he was working for a legit organization. Right. Because he's yeah, the yeah. senior policy analyst at the Center for Food and Safety. Yeah, but you know what? Titles are all made up anyways. Yeah. That sounded made up. Senior policy analyst. I mean, what does. does that mean? You got to think about what that means in order to, you know, I'm the bricklayer. They're analyzing You policies. know what the guy does instantly. What does a bricklayer do? He lays bricks down. What does a senior policy analyst do? I mean, you can't say he, he analyzes he policy. Analyzes policy because what the fuck? Well, does think that about mean? it. Like if all of a sudden he's analyzing policy. Okay, so uh, senior policy anal- analyst. So if there's policies being pushed, 
um, that are regulating certain businesses yeah. in agriculture. I guess what they're looking for is uh, things in food. Food safety. Then all of a sudden he has to analyze what kinds of things well, are GMOs being- GMOs specifically. Well, what kinds yeah. of things are being passed and if it's safe. You know, so he's kind of digging into that's what I'm picking up from it is he would be the first person analyzing everything that has to do with what's allowed in food and then red flagging places that are like, hey, well, there's not I, enough information there. We I should make sure it's not poison. <laughs> I love I love our pontifications on what we think he's doing there. But I could yeah. actually read his bio. Oh, real quick. You <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. All right. Just, we wanted to say the word pontiff so in, we made, in honor of the Pope. Pontiff, yeah. He was here. And uh, Did you okay. see the picture? There's a picture of him giving mass and like his uh, he wears this like you know, I mean, he wears all the robes and shit, and part of yep. it is is kind of this looks like a shawl, kind of mm-hmm. goes around his like midsection, and it probably has a fancy name. Uh, yeah, it does. Shall I know it does. My mom might actually even know it because we were really involved. Anyways, there's a picture of it, and the wind caught it, and it looks he looks like a Dilophosaurus <laughs> from fucking Jurassic Park. You know, the dude. F- oh my god. That's what it, you know, about to spit and Dennis yeah, it was, eye. it was funny. Anyways, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Dropped the can, dude. Ah! He dropped the can. He did. Okay. And we've never come back to it. Did they Why never even we never that come up back and... to that? No. Nobody's ever That's brought bullshit, that up. That's bullshit, dude. It is. It is. Come on, Steven. Even as a, like, I think I was 12 Spielberg. when it came out. Dude, even as a kid when that happened, I was like, oh my God, they're making more. And it's going to be based on this. Everybody thought that. Yeah. Everybody thought that. And they didn't, I mean, they've made three other movies since then and not once did they reference that. I don't get it. It's I don't bullshit. understand why. Maybe they're waiting. They're just waiting, okay? But you know what? That's the beauty of it all. They will survive. They will survive. Okay, so J.D. Hansen. Uh, he works as a senior policy analyst for the Center for Food um, Safety on Emerging te- Technology Issues Related to Nanotechnology, Synthetic Biology, Animal Cloning, and Animal Genetic Engineering. Ooh. Okay. He also works for the center's sister agency. Because most animals that they would be wor- worried about getting cloned are going to be the ones that are used for meat. People are eating. Lambs yes. and, and cows and pigs exactly. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's so much money in food, dude. Like just, I know that was a rhyme. But imagine imagine <laughs> these <laughs> industries, like the meat industries, they are definitely, they've got the money to where they can pay for cloned animals. Yeah. They can buy that. So if they can't afford like these, but shouldn't you be paying less for cloned animals because it's not a it's not a natural animal? I don't even know, it's, man. It's a cheap knockoff. It's you don't pay more to think for about. a knockoff Gucci purse, do you? Do you? I don't. Joe? I don't buy Gucci purses. <laughs> but that's somebody weird. does. That's weird. I wouldn't. I would. I. I don't know. I'd have to think about knowingly eating cloned meat. Oh well, I'm sure you have at some point. Uh, I, well, honestly, knowingly, but not knowingly. I have not knowingly eaten. For all we know, meat. Ian, all of it I'm saying, is though, knowingly. I don't know that I have, but yes, it's very yeah. possible that I have. It's it's interesting. Which, so uh, let's see here. He has a master's degree in biogeography and resource management from the University of Hawaii. Uh, before coming to the center, he worked for the National Marine Fishery Service, started both the Environmental Justice Program of the United Methodist Church and their Genetics and Bioethics Program, which is interesting in itself. I have not looked into that, so I don't know how legit that is. I know it's religious, so I'm always a little weary about some of that stuff. But Yes, but he's also, like everything he's done, I mean, we looked at his LinkedIn page a little bit earlier. Everything that he's done seems to be revolving around ethics and, and yes. morals and stuff like that. So at least it seems as if his heart would be in the right place no matter what kind of organization he's doing it right. for. 
like the church versus, you know, the watchdogs and all that kind of stuff. Right. So this article that I'm reading, getting back to the article, yeah. it's basically about um, this uh, guy who went onto this radio show, Food Sleuth Radio, and he dropped some pretty uh, crazy information. Massive so, deuces. Yeah, he, dro- he dropped a massive deuce, which the episode, again, it came out uh, on the 27th or 28th. Of this uh, month? Of August. Okay, okay. So August 28th okay. of last year. So it's old. It's okay, It's okay. a recent show, but it's still old. It's been out there. So this thing is floating. Somebody yeah. found it and wrote an article about it. Okay, all right. So, because I didn't come across this. I didn't, I don't listen to this radio show. So right. I, I do wonder, it's like, how many other articles exist about this thing? That which, you just don't know about. But this is the one I found. I know it's not a popular topic, but... Food Sleuth Radio. Food Sleuth Radio. So... Um, Dr. Hansen exposes Monsanto's latest contrivance that BT toxic corn is safe to eat. Dr. Hansen provides clean science through consumer reports that has no private backing and certainly none by the GM industry. Hansen states that biotechnology allows you to move genetic traits from any possible source, viruses, bacteria, animals, humans, etc., um, and put them into plants. So, Okay, so if you wanted... If you wanted your corn to grow brown hair, yeah, you, you could extract whatever genes in a human being exactly. make it brown, and the the hairs on your corn instead of being golden yellow would be dark chalk. It's just figuring brown. out how to play with a wow. bunch of different paints. That's okay. I mean, I guess mixing them together, genetically modified. I mean, you know what that means. The words individually, you can kind of piece together what they mean. But if you think about it, like you could grow fucking redheaded corn. Oh, that'd be. So terrifying. Because you can. I mean, that would be one of the only reasons to do that. Yeah, that would be terrifying to see, though. Little, little Ron Weasley uh, tomatoes. <laughs> little ginger corns. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is what allowed scientists to make BT corn and other is BT crops. Is that like crops. a grapple? I'm sorry. To, it, What's it, up? You see in the grocery store every once in a while, they, they've got these like prepackaged things they call grapples. And you, it looks like an apple. looks like a you know a small apple. And you take a bite of it and it oh, tastes yeah, like it's definitely I mean, a, is that, uh, is that yeah. genetically modified? It's, that, it's those cuties, you know, those little cutie oranges the things. Little, the little mini ones. Those, yeah. are, those are not natural. Those were created. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And some people will listen to that and go, well, I'm going to eat those fucking things for the rest of my life because they're so damn good, which is great. But, but they're, don't they're, forget, they are a GMO product. and They are bred to be good. They came out of a lab. You could not ever go find in the wilderness a seed for a cutie orange. And the people who create all of those things are not curing world hunger. So <laughs> that's true. the truth. Okay, so, um, so basically this is what allows scientists to make these things. Uh, uh, to make BT corn and other crops. Okay. And they patent them. And so that's what we were talking about earlier the with uh, people just spreading their seed <laughs> on other crops like squirt, organic farms. Squirt. Yeah, squirting, squirting their squirt of seed. <laughs> um, so BT crops are created by inserting a gene from the soil bacterium, Bacillus thuringiensis. It's, it's, it's word I don't really, doesn't work with me. So the BT crops are created by inserting a gene from the soil bacterium, Bacillus thuringiensis into a plant, thereby creating a pesticide that lives within the plant from roots to stems. The plant itself, in fact, becomes a pesticide, and when insects, when insect pests eat them, their guts are altered and the insect dies. Whoa. That's what those things do. Wow. They're crops that are designed to resist a certain pest. Read the name of this, this bacterium again. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I know, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> turn it around. Let me read it. Let me read Bacillus it. 
Thuringlinensis. <laughs> okay, so so essentially, it's a it's a a bacterium that eats your eats yes. you alive. It's from roots to stem, the plant becomes this bacteria. It's basically in its becomes DNA. Becomes or contains? It contains. It becomes, well, it says in this article, uh, the plant itself, in fact, becomes a pesticide. And when insect okay. pests eat them, their guts are altered and the insect dies. Okay. So that means if we were to eat any sort of plant that was designed to eat our insides. Yeah. It would eat our insides. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, as, as it would eat away at certain organs, like certain things, like when you drink alcohol, it eats away at your liver. Like there's certain things that happen when you put things into your body. And if you can literally eat away alcohol, alcohol doesn't eat away at your liver. No, it doesn't eat away, it really but it basically it. destroys exactly. it. But that's the thing. Yeah. It's this, that's even worse. It's even worse than, than alcohol. You know, alcohol stresses your liver to a point where it, it will shut itself down yeah. over time. But this stuff eats your eats your insides. I mean, it's like an acid, you know, an acid that's left unchecked. It, well, it's not, actually. Ian, it's like a pesticide. It's a freaking organism, dude. It is. It's it a is. living it's alive. organism. It's, 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 um... So understand you'd be just, eating a living organism, so, if, if which, you know, the, plants are. The, if you're of the ilk that imagines little, like, little people living inside your body helping <laughs> all your bodily functions, you know, I mean, there are people out there that it choose is. to visualize it like that. There are little bacterium inside your body now from these plants that are actively chewing your Our insides. intestines, dude, are like a, a long-ass snake. I can't remember how long one person's alive. Long, intest- yeah. It's long, yeah. Your intestinal tract that's in your body right now could string itself out and it would, it's, I, I don't know if it's like a football field, but it's something ridiculous. It's, it's insane. Um, which I could be way off on that. So don't quote me on that. But yes, uh, our bodies are living organisms. So if you introduce something that is toxic to the body, yeah. it could very well pinpointedly eat your liver or go straight for your, into your bloodstream and start eating away at your heart. I mean, dude, Come on. Uh, if this is not if it's a bacterium that can free flow within any sort of liquid within your body, right. then yes, it's gonna eat so away at everything it gets to. We're like kind of uh we're projecting our thoughts on where we're going here. We're projectiling our we're thoughts. We're projectiling. So let's let's keep getting back into the article. I hope we didn't lose anybody. If we did, we apologize. If you're jumping right in right now, welcome shout to out, the show. Shout out to Simon. I know Simon's still listening. What you up, know, Simon? He told me to he told me to shout him out on this episode. Yeah, so dude. I'm gonna call massive attention to it. Dude, let's give a high five for Simon. High five for Simon. Yeah. High five yeah. for Shelby too. Yeah, Shelby, who doesn't Both. listen to the show. Well, that's okay. Um, okay, the first BT corn variety made by Monsanto, MON810, which was submitted to the FDA with research only done by Monsanto itself, is promoted by the company as being safe. However, the FDA has never declared that BT crops were safe. And in fact, no solid safety testing has been done on BT toxins. None of it? Wow. Yeah, conversely... I can't believe that. Yes. <laughs> conversely, eating BT toxins can turn your gut into a living pesticide. The FDA, like other agencies, has turned a blind eye to Monsanto's shenanigans. I know they said shenanigans in this article, but <laughs> it is, again, these are um, people writing articles uh, based on information they come well, that's, across. That's, so. you know, that's the beautiful thing about it, though. We know that a human being wrote this article. Oh, definitely. Yeah, def- this was not a... Like a, I don't think a computer would put shenanigans. Shout out the uh, so. the author again who wrote this. Um, Nancy Carey. <laughs> Christina Sarek or Sarich. Nice, nice. Shout yeah. out. She's pretty. She's got a little picture there by her by her bio and all that. Joe's sorry for judging you. 
based solely no, on her looks. No, she's very, she's beautiful. Okay, so the FDA, like other agencies, has turned a blind eye to, uh, to their shenanigans, but never made a statement that GM crops were safe. Only that, based on studies supplied by the industry, they seem to be equivalent to their non-GM counterparts. So they're basically yeah, just course. as good as the other stuff. Basically, just as good as the other stuff. I mean, again, that's like uh, it's like buying a knockoff handbag. Yes. You know, I mean, it's illegal. It's illegal to sell and purchase. Well, I don't know about purchase, but it's well, illegal it's a, to sell a knockoff handbag that is poisoning you every time you put it on <laughs> but, uh, your shoulder. You see, well, this goes back to what we were saying earlier about about a, somebody's choice. It's somebody's choice. They know they're buying a knockoff handbag. Yeah. You know you're buying that shit, and it's not real. Because right. I mean, you're buying you're buying a ten. You know, like a thousand dollar, you know, wristlet for seventy five dollars. You know that's not real. And the people who buy the real ones know the knockoffs. Yes, exactly. You know, you know what it is. This is not. It's not voluntary. Yeah, we are not given the choice to eat GMO or not GMO really anymore. Who knows, man? Well, they're trying to take labeling away too. That's, yes, that's the thing that's kind of been a big deal is everyone's like, who cares? There's nothing's, everything's fine. But the thing is, there's is, more labeling in other countries. Yeah. There are, I mean, other countries that are doing so much better than us. Dude, there are other have countries. more labeling. There are other countries that will not accept things from our country because of what we're it. creating here and subjecting onto ourselves. It's yeah. ridiculous. This is stupid. It's embarrassing. Um, but it's not that embarrassing because I'm even, not doing it. Even people like my brother, I guess I could have waited until this moment to shout yeah. out my brother. Cause Hey, shout out again, Simon. Shout out, Simon. Um, he is growing. He's got a garden in this, in this area of land in which he's living. And, and he's yielding probably three or four really good, you know, armfuls of squashes nice. and vegetables and stuff almost every day at a is certain Is it squashes point. or squash? It might be squash. Squashes. It's like moose or, or mice. mice. Meese. It's not meeses. Meeses. Um, but Meese feces. There's no way for him to know if those seeds are like actual natural organic seeds or if they're they're genetically modified seeds. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, you know? that's, and it's, it's that's a, so unfortunate, dude. It's, it's like, a shameful practice. Well, we're talking about... We're talking about accepting the creation of what people just started making, engineering. So it's to not know well, that you're eating something that man had hands in and it's all profit-based, profit-driven. It's not innovative. It's not people trying to save the world. It's people literally crafting these pretty reckless things. Like they're funding a lot of uh, poisonous institutions. It's, it's Toxic institutions are... You know, lobbying their way on a lot of crazy bills, and Monsanto's been one of these number one companies. So it's hard to like think about eating their food. Like that's yeah. hard for me. You know, it's like, damn, yeah, I want to know if I'm eating their product. I don't yeah. really like what they do. It's not like <laughs> cigarettes. I mean, people went hard on cigarettes, and they're hard like, on things. They're not things are they're not telling us, and it's causing cancer and this and that and the other. Yeah, and it's like okay, but it is still voluntary. It's still a voluntary yeah. thing. The thing that the thing that baffles me, if nobody has actually looked into stopping this or investigating it or anything like that, is the fact that this is happening to us without our knowledge. And it's not even without our knowledge. I mean, people are reporting on it and the, the information's out there, but this is happening without us yeah. choosing whether we wanted it to happen or not. In other that's, countries, that's dude. That's ridiculous. People have like these, uh, the cigarette packages basically have these big, like letters, you know, they're like covered in a, in a separate packaging yeah. that 
basically talks about how toxic it is and that yeah. they'll kill you. Yeah. And we don't do that here. You know, I think there's small little warnings, like the surgeon warning, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Surgeon's warning. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this product may kill you. If you swallow it, contact a company that's supposed to de-poison you. Yeah, That's right. scary shit. It's like, Contact why? our parent company. Yeah, why? Exactly. We'll sell you yes. some shit to ah. keep you alive. Jesus. Okay, so let's get back to the article. <laughs> so that you don't miss another one of our great future products. Unbelievable. Okay, so um, basically Hansen explains that cry proteins, the BT toxins inserted into GM corn, sugar beets, etc., are likely allergenic. So you're likely to get allergies from eating them. You'll acquire new allergies after consuming these genetically like, modified uh, like, products, like, like a which corn is spike. in everything. Like everything. a massive spike in gluten intolerance. Exactly. I mean, Boom. where on earth did this crap come from? Yeah. A Dutch study conservatively states that they found sequence homology between inserted proteins and GE products that are on the market and known human allergens. But Hansen thinks uh, this is shying away from the truth. Ooh. Yeah. I know that's not necessary in the article, but that's what they said. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, it's exactly, it's saying that the, the GMO crops that you're consuming contain the same DNA sequences as things that, that, that give you violent allergic reactions. And it's just horrible. It's just a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> that changes everything every time that goes off. You're does. right. I mean, that's it what does. they're saying. They're it like, does. it makes me sound very smart, actually, <laughs> like insightful. Well, it's funny because when you read, like, when I read these things, I'm always just kind of like, everything you're reading about what someone's doing, it just doesn't make any. Why would you want to create something like that? That are, I don't know. It just feels weird. I'd feel guilty making things like this, like. If I was Monsanto, would. I'd feel terrible doing this kind of, of thing. Of course you would, but if you were Mr. Monsanto, no, you wouldn't. Mr. Mr. M. Uh, to counteract this study and other industry studies, which show no correlation to BT toxins and allergies at all, and to show that there is a suggestive evidence that the cry proteins associated with PT crops may be human allergens and may have adverse effects on the human gut, Hansen argues, in 1999, an EPA-funded study published by or published in Environmental Health Perspectives entitled Immune Responses in Farm Workers After Exposure to Bacillus thuringiensis Pesticides. Okay. Pointed out that in 1992, the use of BT in an Asian gypsy moth control program was associated with classical allergic, allergic rhinitis symptoms. Cold symptoms. Yes, cold symptoms. <clears throat> Jeez, I'm losing. Well, that's, now. I mean, it, yeah, Reading it, gave, it gave people your typical cold like allergy symptoms. Cold like allergy symptoms, um, exacerbations of asthma mm -hmm. and skin reactions among exposed individuals reporting possible health effects after the spring operation. Right. I mean, you, you then continuously have to be on prescription grade antihistamines and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. My grandmother. My grandmother is currently suffering from, uh, and unfortunately, I don't know the name of, of what she's got, but it's kind of a, a condition that has happened to her in her older age. And it, it causes some intense pain in certain areas of, of her joints and body. And like her, you know, it's like flu like pains, but like mm. constant. And she's been on prednisone 
for oh, the past year almost. That's since, like a, since January. That's a uh, that's a steroid. Isn't it, it is. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty intense steroid, and it's got some pretty crazy side effects and stuff. Yeah. And I can't believe that she's at her age. She's in her mid eighties. I mean, yeah. she should not have been taking this. And she, I talked to her on my way over here. She was so proud that she's now down to twenty milligrams a day. And I'm like, oh gosh, but twenty Man. milligrams a day? Come on, this is poison. This is poison being apparently based on this article caused by the fucking food that we're eating. Yeah, and and given to us by the same companies that are giving us the prednisone. Yeah, it's very interesting. So unfortunately, back to this quote. There was no follow-up to determine whether these events were BT-induced hypersensitivity or toxic reaction or merely due to common aeroallergens coincidental to the season during which the spring occurred. Huh. Hmm. Who said said this? Um, This is uh, Hansen. He's arguing this. Okay. Um, Similar findings occurred during another BT spraying in the spring of 1994. Um, Since there was no follow-up, how can one say that cryproteins weren't the source of the allergic reactions? This clearly looks like an example of don't look, don't find. It seems to me that he's saying because there's no follow-up, um, no, like these organizations aren't doing the follow-up work to find out the results. Oh, I see. He's saying that who, who's not doing their job to make sure that this stuff is safe for people. And so it the falls under the don't look, don't it, find. Yes, I was so, going to say. It's, uh, he's asking the question, whose fault is it? The people who are spraying or the people who are supposed to be catching the sprayers? I mean, if you're someone creating a pesticide that is, has the ability to kill organisms, yeah. kill people, if they, get, if they consume too much of it, that's a, that's a poison. So you're creating something that has to be regulated. So how much um, of this poison you're making can this organism take? And unfortunately, people test on rats, and that's where most of this stuff is tested on, all mm-hmm. these corn tests and GMO testing. But these animals are being eaten up from the inside. Their organs are basically failing when they're on these GMO products versus natural, um, just organic seed. Yeah. And so it's kind of alarming to just think about. It's like, so if it does that in a rat, and everything we're basically consuming, which is... I mean, you have to work to not consume corn or corn syrup. You have to or, pay attention. Yes. I mean, you do have to pay attention. Um, but these are the companies that are doing it on such a mass level because yeah. that's the the market. All this stuff is in everything. Yeah. Um, it's in high demand. It is. And it's in high demand because people don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And that's my opinion on that. So let's continue on to the article. The Institute for Responsible Technology explains that pesticide-producing crops, BT, contaminate nearby streams, possibly affecting aquatic life. The BT toxin produced by these GM crops are far stronger than any found in nature and are producing throughout the plant. Yeah, throughout the plant. These these BT toxins, as the plant grows, it's producing more and more and more and more of these BT toxins. Yes. Um, They may also harm beneficial insects, which is completely the opposite of what Monsanto claims. It has been found that previously insignificant insects are not targeted by the GM varieties develop into pests. Okay. So the innocent pests that are just kind of naturally existing. Yeah. They, they suddenly become pests because they're not targeted by the GM. Okay. So I, I still, I still don't. Okay. They become pests because of the the stuff being sprayed on the plants to kill the pests. Yes. And so they then have to 
make there's beneficial insects that land like bees for instance okay. are beneficial to okay. pollination okay so if bees are starting which there's a lot of documentaries on that stuff too and just other things on bees but bees are very essential to our way of life as far as pollination i mean i know you can do it through a factory people are figuring out ways to pollinate without bees yeah but that now means that these kinds of companies have control over the production of food if bees are gone. Yeah. So that's one of the very beneficial insects that are being killed off by these toxins. Got it. Got um, it. That are in these plants. BT toxins, in summary, might very well be the reason we are seeing more food allergies than ever before, more gut disordered disorders, more immunity problems, and other health issues as well. Cryproteins are not safe. The evidence is apparent. So why does Monsanto website? Why does their website say? In quote, regulatory authorities and other third parties have conducted extensive analysis demonstrating that Mon 810, a BT variety of corn, is safe to humans, animals, non-target organism, organisms, and beneficial insects. So for when this, it's clearly not. When it's clearly not. <clears throat> so According to, to all sorts of other research. Yeah, so there's other websites, too, connected to this article on Natural Society at the bottom you can check out. Um, where they got their research. But yeah, it's just basically people starting to speak out because these watchdog groups, that's their job is to kind of speak up and say, hey, potentially all these other problems that are happening to my friends, my family, right. these allergies that everyone's now just, where did that come from? People are trying to trace that shit. They're reverse engineering it like you're supposed to. Like and everybody so, yeah. should. If you've got a condition, if you've got something that's popped up in the last few years and you're not entirely sure where it came from, it's probably not natural. It's probably got something to do with something you've been putting into your body. Yeah. So try and, and do a little research. Do a little digging into, into any changes you've made in the last five or so years and, and see if anything correlates. Yeah. That's it's kind our, of that's just our a, recommendation. Yeah, it's just kind of – it's nice to know – what kind of doors you're walking into when you it's put true. stuff into your body. Or you know? into. Well, exactly. Like, Yeah, trying to reach it. Uh, we don't really have to go any deeper into that. Just look at what you're eating, and that's really all that matters. Is that At least you know it's fair for everyone to know. It's not fair to not let anyone see. It's true. You need to You need to have the option and the ability to know exactly what is contained within your food. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you shouldn't be eating it. And that's the unfortunate part. I mean, again, until my brother actually knows if his seeds are, are organic or, or like natural seeds or GMO seeds, he'd have to do some testing. He'd have to, you know, get varying confirmation. So, I mean, even people who are growing their own food can't really say it with any certainty. So you need to pay attention. Yeah, and test your soils, and I know it's such, such like a such a pain in the ass have to do that. Yeah, it's such a pain in the ass to think about, but it's really all you can do now is just at least try to. You almost have to defend your crop these days. Like, no, well, I do have right. organic cr- yeah. crops. Yeah. Well, how do you know? Oh, I test my soil. Because I'm you the really? one who fucking does it. I mean, people do test them. I mean, well, that's I, I, part of the standard. But there is. You yes, do have I to mean, be on top are, of it. There are organic growing standards. How yeah. do you know that you're being you're following all the, all the organic rules and guidelines? Because I'm following them. Because I'm the one doing them. Because yeah. I'm not. I don't own a, a a legion of people who are doing them, and I they could be doing it or could not be doing it. I'm the one physically doing it. Yeah, uh, I think it's ridiculous. So it is. Don't don't stick your head in the mud, people. Don't do it. I think it's time for a commercial break. What do you think? Let's do it. Oh, we got to do shout-outs. Okay, so uh, shout-out Zen Noho in uh, in Zen Noho for Dreamland. Today is uh, 
been yeah. very great. Shout Thank out. You. Um, and and we're gonna be trying to trying to get in touch with some of these people and do official sponsorships. So you never know. We might actually start, uh, you know, uh, drawing attention to certain strains of weed from time to time. Yeah. Well, we just appreciate the people that are helping us have a good time and and move <coughs> forward with all the things we're creating. Yeah, it exactly. definitely does keep us on a focused, clear-brained, creative path instead of thinking of the perils of the world all the time, you know, because that's what I think about when I'm really not on Mary Jane. Yeah, So, and that's, that's not good. Well, because I'm a problem solver, Ian. I just don't have enough tools to fix the problem. I want <laughs> other people to help me. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. That's weird. Uh, um, if you get a chance, visit us on uh, online. We got enterthealftree.com. Click on Feed the Tree. We'd appreciate any sort of donations. We're actually making a big move uh, in the next couple of weeks with all of our shows. We're going to be moving over to Libsyn, and we're going to be uh, migrating all of our shit actually yes. starting today. Uh, it's going to cost a little bit of money. So if you're a fan of the show and you've been kind of holding out at this point, like we don't necessarily ask for money. We're going to do this anyways, and I know that that might be to our detriment to say that, but I, I just feel that, you know, our our listeners might appreciate our show so much that they want to help us out. And that's kind of what we're going off of. Like, I know my brother, like if they if they got an extra five dollars, he'd probably send it over. Simon. Yeah. Well, Simon. Simon. <laughs> you hear me. We I just know start you naming everybody one on now. I mean, that's true though. Like, you know, we're it's this has been such a fun experience to literally figure out ways for us to to build more projects and yes. try to figure out ways to continue to grow as artists individually and together. And the biggest thing that I can conceive of is building a team. And yeah. And we would expensive. like for everybody who listens, cause you're already a part of the team. You're yeah. the end user. You're the people that <clears throat> we can only imagine uh, your faces as you listen to us. I mean, you might roll your eyes at everything we say, or you might like nod your head and, uh, and, appreciate you know the hell out of us yeah. but you know we don't know we we'd love to hear hear from you and you know um if everybody's invested in this the same way you know it's all going to be for for everybody's good yeah and we appreciate anyone who's sense. even listening through to the end of this. Thank you for even just hanging with exactly. us to the end. We, we, we announced shout outs. We announced that kind of stuff. People usually will stop listening. I'm on my knees. <laughs> yeah, you know, the more, the more we can cover, the more uh, time we have to dedicate to some fun ass shit. Exactly. And definitely trying to, uh, I don't know, we're, I, you and I have always been really uh, good about trying to find solutions about stuff in our conversations. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm sorry. We try. We try. I'm going to give you a little compliment here. We brainstorm enough. But no, it's 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 literally me going, man, I want to keep doing this forever and figuring out ways to grow mentally. In, like there's so many things that I discover about myself through the mirror of you, you know, yeah. whenever you talk about how you perceive the world. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Uh, there's no price you can put on those kinds of things. So it's to me, I feel like this is a fun adventure where we're pulling an amazing team of people that we want to give you back the best shows we can create and eventually have that back end with just tons of cool shit that we'll just put up for you, um, people who are jumping on with us and we've got a lot of things that that we do um you know extra episodes uh honestly any excuse for us to continue to do this more and have it be uh appreciated by by you the listener um that's that's gonna motivate us all the more heck yeah so 
yeah, that's enough of that. We are taking off our suits. We're taking off our uh, our ties. Taking okay. off my pasties. Yeah, our pasties. <laughs> oh, Do you find yourself dozing off at work? Do you find yourself getting lost in an abyss of your own thoughts? Well, let me tell you something. That's badass. That's badass. That's badass. That's badass. That's Oh, hey, baby, that's badass. Yeah. Um, yeah, tune into my show, The Millie McCormick Listening Hour. Only on the Elf Tree Podcast Network. You know, like this, like the show. Yeah. Are you recording? We're back, oh, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that con- commercial break. Uh, but yeah, we uh, brought to you by Monsanto. Brought to you by Monsanto. Uh, no. Did you ever see this email that I sent over? I, the, uh, the, I got the article. link, but I did not click. I'm yeah, sorry. like I, I just I was stumbling late at night a couple a couple days ago, and uh, just this story was was interesting. I wanted to kind of like read it out to you if you were interesting. It had to do with tulpas. Oh, based on what we did back a couple, to the tulpas a huh? weeks ago. I mean, they're they're fun. Yeah, there was a it was a cool. They're creepy, Ian. Well, uh, creepy, yes, but I mean, I you know I've thought about Henry actually the past couple of weeks. Like oh, he's, man. Just, he's just somebody who, Shit. who Come just on, keeps popping into my head. You've brought him you back know. to life. He just you know he's he's there. I asked my parents about him. They can't really remember where he came from, where he started. Like they didn't seem to remember. Were they all shifty eyed when they were telling him? Oh, we don't know. Yeah, we, 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 we didn't introduce yeah, him. They just they they seemed to not know as much as much detail <laughs> as I I seemed to. Same with my grandmother with the wolf. Like she. She didn't know as much detail as I seemed to to recall about this whole story. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean it was it was interesting. But then I, I ran across this story and I wanted to I, I shared it with you and Martin and I actually don't know if either of you read it. Sorry, dude. Um this is uh OliviaMaybell.com. It's just like there's this just this like single ball single blog with like a couple of different posts and some shit. But it's nice. the story of this this lady from uh Weston, Texas. Oh shit. Um it's okay. So the like along the the side up here, it's kind of like got a a site thing. It says on February twenty seventh, nineteen ninety four, Olivia Maybell's body was found uh, in her secluded Texas ranch house, sitting upright in a rocking chair in front of a mysterious altar dedicated to her deceased son. God. This is the unsolved story out of Weston, Texas. It's what like the this, hell are you reading me right now? I don't know, dude. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> this like legend thing. I don't know. Shit, I mean, I read this. It was it was interesting. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I I, I was waiting on this this video to export and render, and I had yeah. nothing else to do. I just stumbled upon this. Article. Oh my god. Um, so the mysterious discovery of Olivia Maybell's body is at the heart of Weston's first and only unsolved case. And it's got this picture of this lady. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah, yeah. Olivia Jane Maybell was a proud stay-at-home mom living with her husband Travis and their son Aiden, who's this this little kid right here, uh, on 12.77 acres of property in the quiet town of Weston, Texas. In 1990, tragedy paid an unexpected visit, visit to the Footlights Ranch as young Aiden was found dead in the seasonal pond. God, <laughs> I know, I know. I I just I don't know. I mean, I imagine I imagine you just Shit. like you know you run across this like you see him just floating out there. I mean, how would that oh feel, dude? God, I mean, dude. like on your land, you've got this like this this. It says seasonal pond. I don't even know what that means, but it's like it's I, like a watering hole kind of thing, right? I imagine it was something like you know a part of the property that when 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 it rains are in season, you know this thing fills up and it's a little you know it's this pond and then as the summers go on or something it might dry up so it might yeah. not be like always interesting like full of water or something like that but I mean oh, I guess he died dude, and everything that's it so messed up 
Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't say it doesn't say really what happened, but it says Aiden Maybell at six years old. So this is a picture of him at like. I don't know, six years old. Now I'm so. sad. Thank you. Thanks well, <laughs> sorry. I mean, this is a <laughs> celebration, but, you know, sorry. This is, this is an interesting story. Um, Olivia was heartbroken, suffering this imaginable, unimaginable tragedy through in her deep, deep grief. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm rushing. Dude, it's okay. Um, filled with self-blame and a refusal to believe the facts. She eventually pulled away from her friends, her work, and her husband, which eventually led to a divorce in early 1991. Ex-husband Travis has happily remarried and moved to New England, losing touch with Miss Maybell after a matter of months. With no other family members, Olivia was last seen September 1991. So what were you doing in 1991? Um, I was like eight. So, yeah, I don't know what I was doing. Probably just shooting the shit with my siblings. Yeah, I mean, I was like six years old, so I was going into like the first grade. Probably building forts. Something like that. Like in the house, you know, those little I had not a care in the world. Well, I mean, I would have been about this kid's age, I guess. Like six years old, 1991, like five or six. I'd be just just a little bit younger than this guy. Um, uh, At roughly 9.30 p.m. on February 27th, 1994, so this is like three years later. Yeah. Police respond to several silent 911 calls coming from the usually still Maybell house. What they found was all but unseen for this small town. Oh, that scared the shit out the of me. The hell was that? That was ice. That was <laughs> Stacy doing the ice. Oh. But you guys heard it too. That was, dude, whoa. what are you doing? All right. In a neglected and dust ridden house, seemingly not touched in years, the body of Olivia Maybell was found inside the bedroom of her late son. The room was the room was clean and well taken care of. Oh, okay. So in in can in like contrast to the rest of the house this is saying that the bedroom was like pristine uh oh in stark contrast to the despairing contained in the rest of the home against the far wall uh against the far wall of the room there was a crudely constructed and decorated altar surrounded by hand drawn images and hundreds of heartfelt letters all right to her son oh god yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what is this that's terrifying to think about like she's like well she's stuck in the past it's like uncle rico <laughs> It's not really like Uncle Rico. It's she could like, throw a football this far. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean she's she's I don't know. Set up this shit. Set up this this oh, this shrine to kind of like you know commune with her son or something like that. Uh, pasted to the front of the altar were words written in Tibetan and Sanskrit languages, oh <laughs> translating as "construct" or "to build." So it's oh, like gosh. these these and there there are pictures. I'll show you. I'll show you in, here in a second. Um, her body was found sitting upright in a rocking chair, clutching an eerie handcrafted stick doll of her lost oh, child. Jesus. Oh, my dude. <laughs> Look at this shit. I mean, that's like something, that's something out of the- That's pretty badass, though. Blair dude. Witch or something that's like that. That's creepy as shit. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. Yeah. No. No. No, thanks. I mean, that's like, that's looks like, uh, I mean, what do you think she's- uh, Is that like a hat? What, the- What's on the top of it? Right here? Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, yeah, so it might weird, be. Dude. It might be. I have no idea. Yeah, but this is that's that's. She mm. was like holding on to this thing, like sitting in the rocking chair, like just just stiff as a board. It was. It's. It's weird. It's weird. Here, I'll, let me show you. I'll show you a couple of the pictures of like the crime oh. scene. So, like here, you All can right. see this kind of like it's got the. These are the letters, and you can see some of the sketches. I guess this is him. Dude, that's some creepy shit. And then these, yeah, these are like construct and and. Why build. why do why do people do this stuff? Like why does stuff do like is this something real? Like people are making? Like why the hell is this shit happening? Like why do people do these it's things? It's the same it's the same as any sort of church. 
that's I mean they those do are, those they have are altars exactly and shit. Same kinds of things Dude, that are in churches, what the right? Hell is going on? It's weird. It's it's just misguided. I don't know. I mean, people have to have something in order to to connect with something, right? Yeah, but like you fucking, have why do you got to like be all creepy about it? Make a altar and shit. Like that's crazy. I don't know. Churches weird... do have them. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. Sorry, it, dude. I don't mean to go off on those tangents, but this is kind of freaking me out. In a 1999 magazine article, Sergeant Terry Goldshire, lead investigator for the case, had this to say about the curious circumstances surrounding the discovery of Olivia Maybell. Nobody had seen her in years, almost three, I think. She clearly passed her time in some pretty unhealthy ways. The, ne- the negligent... One more time. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> the Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, the negligent damage to the house, the obsession with her deceased son, and the clearly pagan symbols on the altar were all signs of something seriously wrong with her mental health, which is understandable after the death of her child like that, but she just balled up, ran her husband out, never went back to church. See, if she'd reached out, her brothers and sisters in Christ would have supported her. What? That's what he said. The brothers and sisters in Christ would have supported her, but oh, she left the flock. What is this? She left the flock and became the devil's prey. Plain <laughs> and simple. Oh, shit. That's what he said. Oh, That's dude. That's what this guy said. So, so this was the guy who was like the head investigator of, of this like Weston thing. Damn it. Uh, after a thorough investigation, the case was closed with an unsolved outcome. Local rumors have become legend regarding what happened to Olivia, the most popular being that Miss Maybell attracted or created something evil. Oh, you're, no. I mean, this is, this is going to freak That's you out even more. That's the thing, dude. Come on. What? Why are people doing this shit? Like, why would you want to do that? Why were, like, all right, sorry. Uh, the first officer on the scene, Francesca Santiago, describes what she witnessed entering the residence. I spent a lot of time in El Paso and had an uncle that was into some really dark occult stuff. I recognized it immediately. When I walked in the room and saw the symbols and the photos on the altar, I felt a strong, angry presence looming over me. It was honestly the last thing I expected to see in this town. Hmm. The people who have read into the case have their own theory of what happened to Miss Maybell. Based on translations of the Sanskrit found on the altar, local legend now holds that she might have created an entity of her son. (laughs) A sentient being based in Tibetan Buddhism created throughout the... Here it is. Created throughout the power of practitioners' thoughts. It's known as a Tibetan... It's known in Tibetan as a tulpa or an English thought form. So this is what they they think she did. She, She, like, conjured... But see, I don't know. I mean, she could have... She could have tried to conjure the spirit of her son and gotten this demon. I mean... People, but it's not the spirit. It's not the spirit of her son. That's the thing. That's the, the problem. That's the thing with, with the tulpas, though, right? Because you're not, like, attracting a spirit. You are creating. You create it, but it, it has its own other mind, entity. right? Right. Like, you can't control what it wants to become. Is that what you're saying? It's not. I mean, that's that's the whole essence of tulpas. It's the point in which it becomes a it's sentient like its own thing. thing. It's own, yeah, it's like AI. Oh, that's, that's people's question with AI is... Artificial intelligence is truly upon us when a machine can make a decision based upon its own benefit. So people think this woman like created some fucking ghost tulpa. of her kid. Well, I mean, a tulpa essentially. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's that's what the that's what that's what this article this this story is saying. Interesting. Um, let's see. Years after the discovery of Miss Maybell's body, rumors that the house was inhabited by evil spirits grew so persistent that the current landlord, Christopher Hagen, hasn't been able to sell the property. In 2005, in an attempt to debunk these tales, Mr. Hagen hired Austin-based paranormal investigator Drew Navarro to determine the validity of this tale. 
I'm not even sure. Oh, this is this is Navarro. That reminds me of Dave Navarro. That's a badass last it's, name. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, I mean, Austin. I mean, that could have been. It could have been a stage name. Sorry, I, I couldn't mean, let you that know, go. Couldn't you know, let that people go. in Austin have like the. You know, I mean, you go there for like the weirdness yeah. of Austin. So I mean, this is like this is like you know, Madame Madame Giri type of Dave Navarro's know. brother. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or sister Navarro may not be this person's actual name. Um, I'm not even sure this was. Oh, this, sorry, this is Navarro talking. I'm not even sure this was even ever on our physical plane. In hundreds of locations, in the hundreds of locations I've studied, I've never felt such an imposing force. I couldn't breathe. My heart was constantly racing. Its energy kept changing, but none of it felt inviting. Whatever's mm. in there, it's extremely possessive and behaves so erratically like a jealous child throwing a tantrum. Interesting. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that house and the entire property should be avoided. It needs a serious intervention because I'm not sure what we're dealing with. So this what the was hell? back in 2005, so like 10 years ago. That's so weird. I don't know, dude. I don't know what to think of that shit. I, I never know what to think of paranormal investigators. That just creeps that me stuff, out, though. This is know, what somebody's doing for a living, so... Yeah, they're but I gonna, mean, at the same time, like, you ever watch those those paranormal shows? I mean, yeah, but, I never hear what they hear until they tell me what I'm supposed to But surely to hear. someone's out there legitimately going, I want to know, and I don't care. I'm not trying to fool people, but here's my research. Well, that's what, you know? that's what, that's what Hagen... You know the the owner of the house was trying to figure out because <laughs> it's like he can't sell this house because people are like fuck no that sucks yeah this only added fuel to the fire surrounding the rumors of a living tulpa inhabiting the Footlights Ranch uh, and then this is Santiago again one of the oddest parts for me says Officer Santiago is the date on the last letter we found dated the very day we kicked that swollen door down oh 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 so the day that they found her they found yeah. they got this letter that's right it's it's written right out right down here. Um, on the day that they found her in 1994. But she dated the very day, let's say, the city concluded that she post-dated everything, but I don't believe she was alone in that house, and I don't believe her mm. spirit wasn't still in the room with us that night. But then that makes me the crazy one, right? Oh, shit, yeah. No. Uh, the 13-acre property. I don't know, dude. Vacant. She was there. She was in there. Well, she, yeah, exactly. She, she... You can't blame someone for feeling like, I don't know, that's trippy. I don't even know. I don't even know what to think of this. Yeah. There's uh they've got a like a scan of this letter. Oh shit. This last letter on there. Um it says my Aiden, I'm so sorry. I'm or, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I should have never let it get like this. I'm leaving. I will not let you keep me, you vile evil creature. Mommy's coming for you, Aiden, my sweet Aiden. Mommy Wait, loves you. Did she call her kid vile? It's it's weird. There's a very bipolar Dude. nature to this. I mean, look at it. And so the date up at the top, you can see that that's, that's February twenty seventh, the same day that they supposedly found her. <laughs> Who like so she wrote these things? I are they sure she wrote these things? Well, I I, I guess I mean I don't know I I have no idea. All I know is what's here in this article. I tried looking stuff up about it and I can't oh, find anything dude. else about it. So um, there's a bunch of recordings and a bunch of pictures. Like the there's the police report and stuff right here. Um, this is the house. That's the house oh, where it kind of took, <laughs> took place. It's kind of it's kind of nice tucked away there. That's yeah, that's a nice freaking house. Yeah, I wonder if it still looks like that today, though. I don't even know. What if it's like? Well, I mean, what if it's buried like with freaking woods all around it and shit? Oh, like okay, so yeah, I wonder how old this picture is then. Because that grass looks mowed, right? I don't know. It also looks dead though, too. It does look. Dead. I mean, the whole the whole. <laughs> The whole picture's really kind of faded. I mean, all the pictures are faded. Looks like somebody stepped on this one. Dude, that's insane. 
Yeah, I mean, I I really just don't even know where. That's any of interesting. From. It's just crazy. Like someone would do this. Like yeah. who would set this thing up? You know, that's so crazy. She like lost her fucking mind, or was she fucking like some? You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's just interesting to try to put yourself in this world of like why yeah. someone would do this. Yeah. Ugh. I, I mean, know. if it's even real. Well, just based on the Topa shit, it's like yeah, you create something and all of a sudden it has its own mind. It's like right. That's kind of a big deal. Well, it would be. I mean, I, I don't, you know. <laughs> That's badass, dude. That shit happened. That's crazy. Again, That's cool. Again, if it's even real. I want to hear some of those audio recordings. Are they creepy? The, uh, they're, they're a little weird. They're a little weird. Hold on. Hold on. This segment is called... What Killed Olivia May. That's, that's the title of the page. Okay, pieces of the press conference held by investigator Terry Goldsher, February 28, 1994. So this is the day after they found her. J. Simpson's initial reaction... Miss Maybell's son, Aiden Maybell, died on the property in 1990 from a drowning incident. The documents and writings found at the scene were written in an unidentified language and are currently being analyzed. Miss Maybell was uh, discovered deceased <laughs> inside one of the rooms. Her body was found upright in a rocking chair... What's in a figure made of sticks and leaves? Uh, judging from initial reports, Miss Maybell had been dead a matter of months. That is honestly all we know at this point. If you have any information, please do not hesitate to contact with So she, how long has she been dead? Well, he, the, the guy was like, he said that she'd been dead a matter of months. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Which is weird. That's what that's what Santiago was saying earlier. Was uh, Santiago? The the, uh, <laughs> the the letter was dated on the day that they found her. So there's no way that she, it's not like she was freshly dead. Oh god, dude! I, I know. know. Heebie-jeebies. Um, hold on. There's a couple more. This is Balanza. Okay, so this is Santiago talking about um, was talking about walking into the room. Oh, oh, damn it. It was photos um, and personal objects and candles and, well, it's things you actually use to see in santuarios. It's like this place with personal objects of the deceased and certain, it's like chants or things that are written down like a prayer. Is the kind of thing that just doesn't stop. The hell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, the santuario thing that she was talking about. She said like santuarios. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things. I mean, I guess she came like religious background or something like that. She interesting. She, she seemed a little freaked out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even. I can't even imagine walking in on something like that. I would. You would lose your mind. You would. Well, be as the a same police anymore. officer, you'd expect you'd expect to kind of walk in on things that shouldn't be happening. But that's kind of that's kind of really weird. It's yes, it's absolutely weird. I'd be freaked out of my freaking mind. Well, coincidentally, this is okay. So Drew Navarro. So this is the paranormal investigator, um, and it's a girl. Did I tell you that? Oh, you'd think Drew, you know, yeah, like Drew Barrymore. <laughs> She's all right. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. All I didn't right. even. I see. I didn't Hell think yeah. about that. I, I read Drew Navarro earlier, and I was like, this dude. 
you know, I was looking, you know, picturing this beefcake dude that you see on, on any of those paranormal shows, you know? Um, but anyways, this is a, a, a clip of her. Um, she did like this paranormal podcast and, and brought a tape of, of her time in the house. Oh, okay. That's how bad it was. Uh, the only piece of equipment at this point that we had was um, a voice recorder. Oh, shit. I know, right? Holy shit. <laughs> so Dude, that's fucked up. It's weird. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really like listening to things like that uh, just because I, I can't explain like them. It scares my me. Body feel numb. It's, yeah, Oof. it's, it's kind of one of those, you know, gives me, gives me weird tinglies in my man bits <laughs> that, that, that are not the good kind. It's, you know, it's, it's the nerve. This is like, like weird. This it's is weird. freaking me out. This shit gives me nightmares. Well, the Santiago, there's one more recording I'll let you hear. Oh, I will point out what time it is. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, okay, let's do it. Sorry, we got to. Thanks, dude. I'm glad. It's, this is this like is, comical relief that I need. I'm this, freaked yeah. out right now. This kind of article is not necessarily something I was expecting. And thank you for doing that to me. Yeah, well. You're, hey, you, you captivated my attention for the last hour. Yeah, but about, like, nefarious human beings, not fucking ghosts and shit. This is nefarious human beings creating nefarious, weird, spirity shits. <laughs> you know? Weird, spirity shits. <laughs> I'm just picturing... I'm just picturing this little kid running around like a fucking tyrant, like little kids already are. But this kid is like a spirit running around, like terrorizing you. I don't know. Oh. I mean, they make movies about this stuff. Like, dude. Uh, like the problem child. <laughs> like the well, oh, like the dude. kid from the from uh, not the ring, um, from the Grudge. What about the good? What was the good son? Remember that one with Macaulay Culkin uh, and we've Elijah Wood? This a time or two before. No, I haven't seen that movie. It's, dude, we should watch that. Yeah, be, it might be a crazy. Good one. It might be a good one. It's a good one. Um, so the the one more recording is um, it's actually a voicemail um, that. That officer that was the first one on the scene, Santiago, she... Uh... Santiago. This is former Sergeant Santiago, as in retired. I've dealt with enough harassment on this case. I've moved house, I've moved state, I've moved from everything and the people I've known. I can't deal with this anymore mentally, emotionally, or physically. So please do not call me anymore or anyone in my family. Dios quiera que no encuentren lo que están buscando. Oh, shit! What the hell did she just say? Did you understand? Yo, so you didn't understand her? I was like, man, fucking Joe. Dude, Joe I don't speak. I don't know. I'm embarrassed about <laughs> Is that. Is that racist? I realized, no. you know what? Last week on the show, I, I mentioned something about your your motherland, you know, but talking down Hey, in, motherfucker. Down I grew up and my parents didn't teach me Spanish, so I can't blame well, myself. Well, no. I, the, I said something that was implying, you know, yeah. that you would know some Mexican culture and all that oh, kind of yeah. stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But it was, you know, it was like not intended. And I was like, oh, crap. His sister listens to this. She's going to think I'm such a dick yeah. or whatever. But no, I didn't. I thought no. about 
about that for like dude, no, two seconds. No, no. Shout two out, seconds. by the way. Shout out. Love you guys. All right. Hey. hey. The sisters. Can't, um. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's just some weird shit. She's that's what, some weird shit. Can you can we play it again like one more time? Because she's pissed. The the voicemail. Yeah, like she fucking yelled at this. Like that's somebody's pissed on that. She was pissed. Did you hear that? That was a mean-ass message. This is former Sergeant Santiago, as in retired. I've dealt with enough harassment on this case. I've moved house. I've moved state. I've moved from everything and the people I've known. I can't deal with this anymore mentally, emotionally, or physically. So please do not call me anymore or anyone in my family. Dude. You think she's getting harassed or something like that? I don't know, man. See, I don't know where the I don't know where that voicemail came from or, or anything. Maybe like it that, just so. freaks her the hell out, and she's like, I don't, I don't want to think about it. Well, I mean, <laughs> she was she was freaked out. She was freaked out in that other recording too. She was talking about you know this, this Centarius, San, yeah, <laughs> whatever it was, Santeri. Well, Santuario. I mean, I guess that would be like sanctuary. I mean, it'd be like a church, you know, kind of a shrine, you know, thing dedicated to another thing, right? You know, a place of place of worship. That's what the altar was for. I mean, so it's it's this weird like she's she trying to she's freaking... trying to create this manifestation of her son. So she's gotta have like some place to fixate and focus her energy, right? So wait. <sighs> I wonder if it was like a crib. There's a or letter they like found that. a letter in there that was the day they found her. There was a letter she wrote. Yeah. Yeah, but the cops said like in the article it was it, the the city apparently said that she was like fucking bonkers and she was like uh, post dating all these letters. She was like writing all this shit and she just got I don't know. It's that's, this is too much that's, of a coincidence. That's there's it's no just way. interesting. It's like it's crazy to think that people could literally be doing that. Like even if like just fooling people in their own suicide or something, like whatever it was that happened, you know? What, like Elvis? <laughs> He's still alive. Yeah. Put my peace fingers up like Nixon. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's, that's uh, definitely Richard Did Nixon. the shoulder thing. Um, and the big nose. And he, he shook his jowls. And, yeah, I shook my jowls <laughs> and I slicked my hair back and I wrinkled up my face and I said, I am not a crook. <laughs> I am not a crook. He, which, uh, is, which is ironically what he says to Manny. Yes, I do. I always say that to her in the mornings whenever I get out of bed because I wake up sometimes a little later than she probably wants me to. And she wants you to. I am not a crook. <laughs> As I pick up her feces. As he picks um, up her feces, which means that she is queen bee. No, but dude, that's just freaky to think like this woman could have fucking just, I'm just going to fool people. I'm going to kill myself in this house and just starve myself to death. Maybe she was fasting or some shit. But also if she was, if she was into some weird like, I shouldn't say it's weird because you know what I've read. I've read you know some of the books that you've got uh, kind of on Eastern Eastern yeah, there's great and philosophies stuff and stuff there, like yeah. that. So that kind of stuff is, and it doesn't have to be evil. I mean, she might not have been looking into this shit as as like an evil thing. I mean, it, it could have, you know, if she was looking into into alternatives, <laughs> alternative you know ways of of connecting with her her son who was taken too soon or whatever maybe it wasn't for an evil purpose maybe she wasn't doing it evilly dude would you be able to if you if you went to that property would you be able to swim like whenever the thing was full you know the little lake or whatever yeah would you be scared to swim in there at night oh i mean yeah i'm i'm not really all that one about that's how i think of shit swimming in natural bodies of water 
anyways. I mean, I yeah, call me a call me a, out of touch with nature, but I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather swim in a pool where I know you're I'm out not of touch gonna, with nature. Ian. I am. I know. I know. I am. I'm a very I'm a very poor nature boy. But he's you a know, city boy. I hold on. I hold on to the fact that if if it became a necessity, like if if like a bear evacuation, like a oh bear. <laughs> no, I can get sued for that song. I can't get sued for singing Happy Birthday to us. Um. It's oh. if it was a necessity for us to evacuate civilization and go live in the woods, I would absolutely be able to do it because I I know that I can handle have no things choice. when they are necessities. If I have a choice, <laughs> I'm gonna choose something that's a little bit easier for me yeah. right now. Yeah, definitely. Because there's I mean, no, there's not. It's uh, undeniable. People would argue that there is the urgency. We're I mean, here. the urgency of Monsanto of of GMO crops. Like there is some urgency for people to stop participating. In this bullshit. I mean, if we start to know these things, we have to stop participating in them. Dude, you know what I could not get out of my head? What's that? Eddie Pepitone, Eddie Pepitone, <laughs> Eddie, 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 Eddie Pepitone from that Todd Glass show. From the Todd Glass Dude, show. it's driving me crazy. It's been in my head have forever. You listened, have you listened to the, uh, that show? Yes, it's he hilarious. It. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's, it's amazing. It's pretty good. Shout out Todd Glass show. Yeah, I think we shouted him out last show, but we did. He deserves two. He does, and so. we should we should get in touch with him. And, Actually, and Eddie getting... Pepitone, dude, that guy is just an amazing person. And it would be neat to get him on the show. Great entertainer. I wonder if he would come on the show for free or some weed. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he'd come hang. I don't know. Yeah, we're well, not far. We probably live around the corner from the guy. So. Yeah, I mean, how long did it take us to get to the Sofitel Hotel? Uh, that was actually a drive. That was 25 minutes or so. Well, okay, but and I most mean, people don't then, live over there, you know. 20, 25 minutes isn't is you're right. People, most people don't live over there. For all we know, it's all about the valley, the man. Come he, on, you know, man. Bonnie Rotten lives in the valley. I mean, you know, so yep. so maybe we can get her on the show uh, of knows? the Rotten Tomato family of 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 the tomatoes. Her name is bon, Bonnie Rotten, cousin to Bob, Bob the Tomato <laughs> from Veggie Tales, uh, and Ronnie. <laughs> Happy birthday, Joe! Happy birthday, Ian! This yeah, is badass. Dude. This is uh, almost—it's uh, like an iconic moment, and we didn't get to clink these. Let's clink these oh, on the air. Uh, Captain Clink, Colonel. They're clink. empty, but we uh, thanks Mammoth oh, Brewing Company mine's, for uh, mine's not quite for an epic IPA. We enjoyed that. That was very delicious. Yeah, Mammoth Lakes, California. I don't exactly know where that is, but hey, we are within the same state lines, so it's got to be good. And apparently, there are mammoths over there. Group. Yeah. Can you imagine if mammoths still existed and, like, your job was to brush out a mammoth? That was your job? What if you had, like, mammoth mammoth dog shows? Like, you know, mammoth oh, shows? Oh, yeah, someone running just as, like, <coughs> hilariously <coughs> to the side of the mammoth as the mammoth is taking two strokes to their every 20. Imagine picking up mammoth mammoth shits, dude. Oh, it'd be like Jeff Goldblum sticking <laughs> yes! his hand. Or not Jeff Goldblum. Sam Neill. Sam Neill sticking his hand in the uh, in the shit pile. Well, and uh, and uh, was it Sam Neill? I don't even know that it was Sam Neill. It was the Australian it was guy. Lauren Dern. It was Laura Dern. Oh, it was Laura Dern. That's right. Sorry, it was, Laura. It was, the beautiful, it was the beautiful woman sticking her hand elbow deep up a pile of shit. Yeah, I just didn't associate her with shit. She's so beautiful. She, I mean, she's great. She's. But yeah, she did. She had gloves on, though. Let's... Be she did. She that. had gloves on up to like her armpit, so you know it wasn't contaminated. But but uh, let's all it takes me. is one little tear. You got, ta- some, <laughs> you got some dino <laughs> DNA on you. Dude, that's what I was thinking. Is like, for sure, she smelled like feces the rest of the film. <laughs> Anyone around her was like, she smells like shit. But the, you see, that's the other <laughs> thing. Like those were GMOs. Those G- dinosaurs <laughs> were GMOs. Yes, dino DNA. They were they were genetically modified organisms. A well, frog I mean, and uh, animals are organisms, the DNA right? from a mosquito. 
Uh, That's right. Put in in the amber. Yeah, but I mean, even then, even just the 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 stuff with the amber. I mean, that was you had to be replicated. Therefore, you're genetically modified. That's true. A clone. A clone is is genetically modified. Like the Clone Wars. Like the Clone Wars. Yeah. Shout out Star Wars. Shout out to uh, Mr. Lucas. That's coming out. And, and now Disney, I and guess. Mr. Uh, Mr. Mouse. Uh, I guess Disney owns it all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean. Uh, Dude, good good shit. We got to talk about this. Sometimes you guys, we had to work it all in there. We got a little conspiracies in yeah, there. We got a little freaking deaky in there. We got a little nerdy <laughs> culture in there. So we're like uh, out of control. Emerald Lagazzi's bamming uh, ingredients all over the place. Yeah, I that that little last little sip of the beer uh, kind of put me over the edge. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go enjoy the rest of our high dare birthday. Um, <laughs> I'm chafing for this week on high dare, everybody. Fifty two of them strong, and we're gonna keep on going. I'm Ian. And I'm Joe, and here's to 52 more. We gotta go. Follow us on Twitter at Hi Dare Pod. And get your ass online because uh, Hi Dare.com misses you. <laughs>